This is Melancholy Geek, episode 18, Who Let the Geek Out? Welcome to Melancholy Geek, where you get the thoughts and opinions of a geek with depression and other geeks with other things, because that's a thing now. Uh, this is Preston, which you probably know by now. Yeah. Anyway, so I kind of had the last minute this one, and she was great and was accommodating, and it's appreciated, and it has nothing to do with the fact that she's the mother of my niece and nephew. <laughs> uh, she is uh, a creative, a entrepreneur like her sister, and <clears throat> married to my brother. Yeah, that's the thing. I am a little <laughs> So, uh, we're here doing things, and you were nice enough to join me and talk about life and the wonders that our lives are. Um, I decided to leave this to actually for the recording because it may be a better story. Um, and clearly, because you're here, we established at some point that you also have gone through and joined the, the wonders of almost a family thing, sister and myself, and have uh, somewhat recently, if I recall, not too long ago, got diagnosed with, where you tell me what it is, because I don't know. <laughs> um, so my, my issues, let's my dive issues. right into it. My issue is um, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, and I also have hypothyroidism, both of which cause depression and anxiety as well as a whole host of other wonderful things <laughs> um i've likely had both of them all of my life but i've only been diagnosed in the last couple of years so for me depression and anxiety is more of a symptom of my diseases mm. and it's usually the first hint that something is wrong with my medications or something is wrong with my hormone levels and i have to go and see my doctor and that's always I've written as well. I'm a proud member of the Stress Billy Club. <laughs> stress Billy. Stress Belly. Every belly. time I go stress everywhere, I'm like belly. so anxious about everything and it just hurts my tummy. And me being me, I thought you were meaning talking about stress eating. Well, I do that too. <laughs> because ice cream and chocolate taste really good. Also Especially together. when you're anxious. And together. And together. Together. And peanut butter. No. Um, <laughs> if it's with the right jelly or no. <laughs> or no. I make jelly and jam. I do not eat it. Okay. That's just who I am. Hey, I don't <laughs> judge. Um, so, people keep doing this. They kind of link all sorts of the questions I have into one statement. It throws me off. Which oh. is fantastic. Anyway, um, so you've already established that you, you feel now that you've had these issues. Um, so do you think that anxiety and depression has something that's been a symptom for longer than, or much longer than that you realize? Yeah. I definitely think that anxiety for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be medicated to go to the dentist. Uh, that's a given. 
for a lot of people. <laughs> um, Except for me. My dentists are like freaked, kind of surprised at how well I handled it. I, the last time I went to the dentist, I took whatever it was they gave me. And I asked my daughter four times within an hour how her field trip was that day. Because I couldn't remember asking her the question. I imagine her response. She was mad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I definitely have had anxiety all my life, I think. Um, Just like overthinking absolutely everything. Mm. But it really came to a head um, when we were living outside of the city. We lived outside of the city for about nine months. Mm. And literally at the end of that school year, our daughter started her kindergarten year in Clarenville. And... By the end of that school year, I couldn't handle it anymore. My anxiety was too much, and my depression was too much. And I finally said, pack your bags, we're going back to town. <laughs> um, but yeah, it finally came to a head when we were out there, and I had my first full-on anxiety attack, panic attack, whatever, which way you want to yeah. put it. And I literally, I was working cleaning houses. And I called the lady and I was like, I have to leave. I cannot stay and do my job today. I have to leave. And I left at that. She was really great about it. And I walked out of her house and I literally went into a totally different place in my head. And I couldn't catch my breath. And I cried and cried and cried. And I walked for about a half an hour until Robin came to pick me up. And (laughs) he kept messaging me, where are you? How far did you get? Where are you? He was really worried about me. Um, but yeah, it was really probably one of the worst experiences of my life. And I never want to do it again. I have done it several times since then. <laughs> but I never, ever want to do it again. Um, yeah, roughly, we don't really get a choice in the matter. Right? They always happen at the best of times as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's the understatement. And after that anxiety attack, I was kind of really like, no more. And I was at a point where I literally was forcing myself out of bed every day. And I was mm. forcing myself to eat. And I was forcing myself to take care of everybody else. Because I couldn't take care of me. Right, my life. Yeah. A certain degree. Yeah. So that, that's where it all kind of really came to a head. But I do think that I had it my whole... I've, I've dealt with it forever. Not necessarily in ways like yourself or my sister have had to deal with it your whole mm. lives, but it kind of crept up, and then it would go away. And it would creep up, and it would go away. Yeah. The Raven Nevermore. Um, so, is there anything like if you look back to your childhood, can now that you know that you've had symptoms because you can you attest anything? Can you look back and say, here in high school or here in whatever, right? The thinking podcast. This is my thinking thing. <laughs> Looks great um, on sound. I bet it does. <laughs> I do have a voice for radio, they say. Uh, or a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't talk. 
Um, I don't know that if I can actually pinpoint any time specifically. Um, I, I had a really great group of friends and we kind of all were random doofuses together. <laughs> um, and we just kind of supported each other. And it, there really wasn't any moment that I was like in over my head because I could bounce things off. I still have a lot of those friends now. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I can really pinpoint anything in childhood or my teenage years or anything that would be a big moment. It was mostly once I got into college. That'll start. Don't I know it. <laughs> Feel free to just blame Robin. Well, I usually do. <laughs> I was normal before I knew him, believe it or not. Um, never. Well. Which is why I've never nah, been Nah, he's all right. Because I've he's... never been normal. <laughs> yeah, but he came before you, so. That's my point. That's the problem here, clearly. Um, <laughs> he's, he's actually been really great. He doesn't necessarily understand from the point that I know that you can or my sister can. No. Especially with anxiety attack or, you know, panicking in situations that are normal for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But there have definitely been times when I have been in a supermarket and the noise and the just overwhelm of being in a supermarket and the people just get to me and he he knows my little ticks, and he's like, "Nope, go sit in the car. <laughs> nope, walk away." So he's been really great with that, and he he picks up a lot of the slack when I need him. I can't blame him too much. I can blame him somewhat, but I can't blame him too much. Or all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've made my share of cracks, my brother. Good. Yeah. It's was, it's your duty it's, as it's, a sibling. It's our our responsibility especially as brothers i think it's easier for us as sisters me and alicia to be able to be like oh she's my rock and she helps me so much but it's it's easier for brothers to be like you're ridiculous <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know if it's that but it's it's the most it's not because your brother's so much it's more common well maybe not recently but with our our decades uh, are <laughs> damn that old um that particular period of time to have my brothers tend to have that more that that type of relationship where it's like yeah we'll talk about that, push around or mm. yell at you or to slash kick you in the face because watch probably movies crack you in the face with tire runner that was an accident <laughs> And I don't remember it very well, <laughs> but it, it it is true that uh, more than the should uh, are each other's scars are caused by the other. I believe that. Um, his or accidents. Mm. One of mine is an accident that I'll blame on myself. I was a four year old and I got in the way of a baseball bat. That's not a good idea. I don't think it matters if you're four or if you're. 40. 
it's never a good idea to get pro no, with baseball. No, it's not a matter of an idea, but I wasn't thinking it through. So it's like, T-ball, I'll stand over here. I was looking at something, and he swung. <laughs> There's a reason why I have a scar over my eye. Mm. Anyway, the other one that I know was me trusting him when I shouldn't have. Because, mm. you know, why would him holding a steak knife and him asking for my finger be an issue? <laughs> I believe it. Anyway, uh, but no, I, I will attest to um, him being uh, pretty good when I've actually taken the time and stopped being a selfless, crazy person and asked for some help. I will give him the credit that he is due. Uh, so what else do we have? Because we got that question now. I'm just so good. I keep skipping. So you were worried. Anyway, um, so what have you found? Things, activities, or otherwise that have helped you in these situations? When I panic, writing or drawing or anything that I can do creative with my hands, knitting, crocheting, I'm a grandma. Um, I'm I'm your nan. I am. I make yeah. I make dishcloths just like your nan. Um, or my old standbys, my favorite shows. Um, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls freak. I watch it at least once a year, if not twice, the entire season. And now that I have new episodes to watch, look out, that's happening again. Um, but yeah, anything that I can do to kind of distract my little fidget, um, helps. So drawing, writing. Journaling, knitting, sewing. Have you I'm tried constantly doing things? Tried having. I, I know. Friend Wendy has any of those things. I can't stand those things. I think they're so annoying. <laughs> but like, what? So which ones are you referring to? Like, there's the some little fidget cuby things that like you. Okay, click the fidget cube just got stuff. a whole That's bunch kind of, of annoying. Why is it? You just they're just not for me. Okay, but. But you don't have anything. I don't. I don't feel like it's productive. That's it's the not problem. productive. That's, that's the problem. It's supposed for me. to be something. To, it's supposed to be mindless, and you're it, supposed to take you away from it. But that's why it's productive. But but I understand. But so if that's I have your nothing point. to produce after it, that's, that's, that's not problem. productive I get, to me. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I get what you're saying. So it's it, there's no there's no result from your actions right. other than other than possibly helping you. But exactly. in that situation, it's not helping. Exactly. Okay. Because then it, it turns the focus back on me. Yeah. And that makes me more anxious. Yeah. Cause so it's... for me, like if I can hold a pen and write a piece of something, or if I can doodle a little flower pot and little flowers coming out of it, mm-hmm. or if I can watch an episode of Gilmore Girls and get one episode further in the series, yeah. that to me is progress and productive and takes me out of the mania that is my brain. Brain. Yeah. New word. <laughs> You would think we hung out. You would think. Not nearly enough as we should. No, we don't. Because I think our likes and dislikes generally cross paths more than you think. Maybe. Possible. Well established. I know. (laughs) But then there's Buffy. There's Buffy. Or Angel. 
It's funny. There are things. There, are, I'm sure there are things. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, I gotta talk about that. Actually, remind me to talk about the thing that I've got to remind you to talk about. Okay. Anyway, um, so do you think? And this is this making this one up. Do you think now that you know what some of these feelings have been? You know, when you actually got established. Do you feel that's helped you relate to your your sister's like your sister's situation and uh myself to degree? Like do you think that you really didn't understand what she was going through or I were going through and oh, other people like that? And then you realized you actually did? Yes. But I will say that I still don't think that I totally understand. No. No, of course, but... Number like, one, because mine comes and goes. Yes. Well, ours do too, but it's a lot more... It's a le- lot more... It's less frequent. Yes. Yeah. Um, we usually have waves, so much is turned off. To be honest, way back, like from... Way back when I was a youngin', um, <laughs> when Robin and I, I first worked. met, like about 14, 15 years ago, I honestly thought that I had sad seasonal effectiveness disorder. Um, and that just the winter got me down. So you're um, human. So I'm on. human, right? It's Newfoundland. Everybody. Um, <laughs> but I never really associated that with diagnosable depression or anxiety or any kind of mental health issue, to be honest. And when I first had my first anxiety attack and when I first realized that, like, because I I feel like it was a gradual thing and that I woke up one day and was like, oh, my God, I'm forcing myself to live my life. And I didn't realize it until that point. When I did realize it, I think that it was like a light bulb went off. And... It was much easier to not only relate, but to understand somewhat. Yeah. So, yes. The, the short answer is yes. I don't want short answers. Um, I have an hour to fill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I definitely feel like even though I don't have clinical depression or clinical anxiety, that I can understand a little bit more than when I had no idea that there was anything wrong. Not that there's anything wrong. I'm awesome. But <laughs> there are things wrong with my body and my brain. So. Sure, it wasn't just about you, Emily. <laughs> well, there are things wrong with your body and your brain too, then. Too many. Um, <laughs> so let's flip that. Do you think, and I don't know Mimi because I actually haven't thought about it until now, um, do you think that anybody that's close to you, like your sister or myself, thinks a little bit differently about you in the sense of did a light bulb necessarily go off in Alicia's mind to say, of course, the, she, I can look at and see that that's the kind of thing that I have been going through, but she didn't know it and I didn't know it. I don't know. Interesting, that's isn't that's it? very philosophical there, Preston. <laughs> when my brain's working. Very existential. It works overtime. <laughs> it works overtime. It, 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 it. 
sometimes it does really horrible things. Sometimes it does productive things. I saw a meme the other day, and it was like, me at 10 p.m., I'm going to go to bed and get a great night's sleep. Me at 3 a.m. If I were a unicorn, what color would my mane be? And that's pretty much my brain. Um, That's a lot of people's brain, but it's so worse. It's so worse with myself. Uh, not myself, actually. I sleep really well. Um, it's my I, claim I to don't. fame. <laughs> it is my claim to fame. I will stay up all night long worrying about things and then fall asleep at like 5 o'clock and want to sleep all day. Um, but when I'm really sick, I will sleep all day and then want to sleep all night. Um, oh, yeah. Well. Sister. <laughs> I'm not that. No, you're not. Only because I choose not to be. Yes. Choose? Yeah. Quote, unquote. Choose. Choose. Um, but I think... I think maybe. Interesting question, isn't it? Right? I think she saw me going down kind of a more slippery slope into... Being more sad and not quite being myself. Because mm-hmm. as you probably... I'm kind of an upbeat person. Um, And that went away for a long time. And I think she saw that, but she didn't necessarily recognize it as depression or as a symptom of something further. So maybe you'll have to have us both on one podcast and you can ask her. That's like an insane. Oh, friend, I don't think you need to go there. (laughs) Uh, No, seriously, I'm open to ideas. I'm always open to ideas. I'm running out of people I know that fit the bill. (laughs) You're running out of sick people. (laughs) We may have a title. (laughs) Um, So, now that that you're aware and you have these fun random moments of awesome unpleasantness mm. how how open have you been about it so for relating to your business to the points or relating to um explaining it to your children you know or friends that you know maybe not around initially to re- really clue into it or you know that kind of thing i occasionally occasionally <laughs> okay. um I'm not super open about my mental health with my business. Um, I actually find work not as mentally exhausting or stressful as some people do. Because oh, that's your that's your event. You'll occasionally forget work on it. Okay. Um, that's your distraction. It, it's right? yeah. That's my, that's where I function the highest Yeah, is with my work. And people say to me all the time because of the business that I'm in, I'm in the wedding industry and I'm a wedding planner. So people are always like, oh my gosh, people must be so crazy. You must hate it because people are constantly at you. It must be so stressful. It's really not that stressful for me because I can compartmentalize it very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, regular life is more stressful. Um.
in my personal life, I'm fairly open. I've shared just about everything, you know, through social media for Bell Let's Talk, for uh, mental health awareness. Um, and I've, you know, I've talked through a lot of things with my sister, with good friends. Not a whole lot with family. I mean, my mom and my sister, sure. But outside of that, not a whole lot. So whatever people have read on Facebook <laughs> is about all that they know. Um, but I do have a couple of colleagues who are in the wedding industry that have depression or anxiety or various other issues that I can kind of be open with them and, and talk through their issues and my issues. And yeah. it, it's definitely therapeutic to you know grab a coffee or the girl who does my nails is also a wedding makeup artist and every time I go and see her it's like two hours of therapy for the price of a set of nails which at, as far as I'm concerned is a steal <laughs> I'd say that's pretty steal I'm two sure. for one kind of service <laughs> probably twice actually did the oh my god anyway well so on that note, actually, how with um, with your your sister going through it as long as she and you discovering developing it off and on, the common denominator would be during how do you think they've uh, reacted to it to a point where they like having it with Alicia? This long, having with with yourself, you think they have a decent understanding more than most people can relate as much as you can. I think so. I think as a mother myself, as a parent, I think anything your kid goes through, you want to fix. Sure. Because wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Um, But you can't. So you just have to understand. Or attempt to. Um, So yeah, I think that they definitely have a better understanding and a better empathy. Because they've dealt with the the both of us for as long as they have. Lord. They deserve medals. (laughs) Most parents. I, I would probably agree with that. Um, except for me. I was the world's worst mom today. I made my kids clean their room. And why told you... them to go play outside. Yeah. It was the first day of summer. And I made them first do things they school. didn't want to do. First day out of school. It was horrible. Yeah, that, but that's but that's actually. Well, thanks. Um, but yeah, I think that they, they do have a better idea of how to empathize with those who do have mental health issues but also a better idea of how to deal with us now that we've been you know somewhat diagnosed and can be told that we're not just loopy that there's actually something that needs to be dealt with whether it's hormonal or chemical imbalance or whether it's you know just the way you're made Mm. love how i'm actually making most of this stuff as we go along. 
pretty good. So on that note, I go to a different perspective. How how do you think your son and daughter uh, react, considering they're exposed to both yourself, <laughs> Alicia, and me occasionally when like not when you're not being a hermit, on <laughs> Um. My kids, okay, my kids go to a really awesome school. Their school actually last year won an award um, throughout the whole province for inclusion. Not just for students with special needs, but also for um, students who come from various countries. I think there's 25 or 27 countries represented in our school. So our kids are taught from a very, very early age that everybody's different, and that's really driven home at their school as well. So it's easier for me to be able to make that a lifelong thing in saying, you know, sometimes mommy is not well, and she, you know, doesn't feel like <laughs> entering the world. We have an ongoing joke that, you know, mommy's wearing pants. It's a good day. <laughs> mommy really likes pajama pants. There's nothing wrong with yoga pants, okay? Um, but if mommy's wearing real pants, then it's a really good day. Um, but I think that it, they're easier. They're easier. Look at me speaking English and all that stuff. It's a thing. Here. It yeah. is a thing. English, Whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that it's easier for them to adapt and understand and deal with because they do have so many role models in their life. Yes, you are a role model to them. Um I really don't care <laughs> But that's not the only reason that he's doing it. He wants to be cool like you are, but he's also doing it because he really likes it. As long as that's last one. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so it gives them a little bit of a better understanding of it, and I think it it better arms them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Because it's coming from both sides now, kid. <laughs> well, and, and, that's, and that's the thing. And, and hopefully they don't get to the point maybe they, where they experience it themselves. Right? But if they're prepared yeah. for it, not just that, but for the other things you mentioned, that people are people, it yeah. doesn't matter where they came from, right? Then, I believe it's good for it. Right? Anyway, not the point of this place. Um... All right, let's change some gears. What does geek mean to you? I actually Googled it before I came over. <laughs> I'm a preparer! <laughs> I was so close to swearing. <laughs> so close. Okay. Does the one person that I've had on that's actually listened to this podcast. Go. What do you mean go? Go. What does geek mean to you? Geek to me is like... And not what the hell you write on. Not not the the Webster's dictionary version of it. Um, I don't know. Geek to me is somebody who really likes 
cult following type of things, um, comic books, video games. Hmm. Somebody who is a collector of ideas or thoughts or just their favorite things. Death. Or as a nerd, that's somebody who Sir, I am not. Crazy smart. <laughs> I'm good at some things, but I, I am not good enough to be a nerd in anything as far as I'm concerned. Something about that. But I'm a good geek. I, I like geek things. Yeah. To be honest with you, though, it's your brother who brought out the geekiness. You think so? In me, yes. Because when I was a teenager and when I was a child, I thought those things were cool, but I would never admit to liking weird uh, geeky i kind of was we used to watch at home um stargate totally reasonable show um <laughs> He's the first one. Well, the original yeah i mean yeah. it was new on tv when i was a kid um so we used to watch that occasionally and you know kind of not necessarily like geeky shows or nerdy shows or whatever you want to call them. But we used to watch that kind of stuff. And it was like, I'd watch it, but it wasn't my favorite. And then I went to high school and people were like, that show sucks. So I thought that show sucked too. Um, I never in my life watched an episode of Star Trek before I met. Any of y'all Marsh people. Um, and then I did. And I was like, wow, this is a really good show. <laughs> and kind of from there, it just evolved. I know who Vegeta is. I understand Dragon Ball Z. I get it. Oh, yes. They're on your wall. Look at that. <laughs> not, a, not Vegeta, but yeah. Yeah. Goku. Goku, Gohan. Trunks. Yeah. Um, so I get all those references. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd never actually watched the show, but Robin played that game so much when we first met. Yeah. Um, so he kind of turned me into a, a little bit of a geek. I had my I had my geeky tendencies, he but he out brought it out he and was it like, it's okay if you like these things. Because it is. So. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, because you just mentioned it earlier, um, so you didn't watch Buffy when it was coming on? That I did watch. But that wasn't to me. That's, but that wasn't to me geeky because that was pop culture. That was okay. But it wasn't though. That's the beauty of it is because well, it was to us. <laughs> no, and that's but that's fine. But technically speaking, initially when people think of it, vampires were minimalistically I a guess. thing at that time, and they started to evolve around Buffy. Yeah, that's true. Right, but it, it's also it's also the str- more relatable, even with someone who may not think it's geeky, or even mm. you know, because of the fact that it's like. These people are teenagers. They're just starting high school. Mm. Right? So uh, that's understandable. Um, yeah, no. It, that, that's part of the problem then. Like I mentioned before. Just like a lot of people are just be like other people. Mm-hmm. Be it to be like that person they know so they can, you know, hang out, fit spend in. time when fit in. Uh, and then that person is probably being like some celebrity, mm. just so they can go. Oh, well, that celebrity's cool. Like, you know, so 
we need to be less like that. Because I agree. In being an individual is what will can easily make the world better. And the reason why a lot of people either don't like another person because that person chooses to either be themselves or the opposite is that they're being everybody else mm -hmm. or, you know, or the you know, society. We need less of that. We need more people being different so that they're normal. I agree. Every kid should go to my kid's school. <laughs> because inclusion is important. Yeah. And you should, as my sister would say, let your free play fly. Be you and don't care what other people say about it. Uh, sister's recording the same sentence. Two different episodes. Anyway, but that's, that's a valid point. We, we don't do that enough because of the people that do ending first. Um, but I think, too, pushing back. Anyway. I think, too, as a parent, I can see that many other parents don't foster that in their own child. They don't That's tell their problem. kid that it's okay to really like Stargate or Star Wars or, I mean, Star Wars is okay right now because it's cool and it's everywhere. Always but, okay. well, it's always been okay, but you know. I, but yeah, but that comes back it's to- It's in pop culture previous, right now. It's, 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 it comes back to a lot of other conversations I've had where it's less of a niche thing so much as it is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of parents don't tell their kids to just be who they are and to be okay with that. And that is a, a big part of that problem is because as they get older and as they move into junior high and high school or even into the working world, they automatically think that, you know, oh, I like that person. I want to be just like that person. Yeah. And they don't think I like that person, but that person could like me. And we could just coexist as friends and like our yeah. own thing. Now, do you think that kind of thing is more, and the phone goes down? It didn't break this time, though. <laughs> the new phone. They're, they're surprising. They are. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that there's not enough necessarily, or, or too much or less of, do you think the parents are necessarily letting, their, are not letting them be who they want to be? Or do you think that they're pushing for them to be like themselves? I think that, I think parents are pushing their kids to be more society acceptable, and I think that that's always no the way that it's it been. Is. No matter exactly. where, what you know, whatever small group of people that it, yeah. you know more acceptable. Okay, and I agree with that to a certain extent. I mean, you should be polite, and you should well, that's, be that's a little bit different, though. You should be able to be in a social situation without you know losing it. Because that's there's but, there's a difference with. Um, being the societal norm mm. and having respect. Exactly. That's where I'm going with this. It's yes. the respect factor. It's fine to teach your kids respect, but Definitely. I don't think pushing your child to be accepted is right. I just don't think that that's right. And I think that's what a lot of people do to help their child fit in. Yeah. And I think if... I don't think that's fair to them. I think if that, there was less of that, and people 
encourage the children themselves as long as they are not doing something that you disrespect someone or hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. That well, a lot more kids would just fit into each other. Came up wrong. Uh, I got you. Know, you but though. they would fit in with each other. I, I always make mistakes. <laughs> I always speak weirdly and, and come up with something funny. All right, what else we got? Uh, probably that. So, but maybe not. All right. So, currently, after your geek has been brought out, mm-hmm. what what are the main things that that you relate to? What are your geeks geekiness and geekdom's choice? I really like Doctor Who. <laughs> That's not possible. It is possible. We love Doctor <laughs> Who in our house. We have my sisters painted me pictures of the TARDIS for Christmas. Yeah. Um, she recently just crocheted me a, a TARDIS. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this word, Amagari or Armagar. Armagar. <laughs> um, but it's there's that. Armagar. I've no idea what that. Is. <laughs> it's like a 3D plush thing, and she did it of a TARDIS. And she's also done a dragon recently, and she just did a penguin. She's getting really good. She's crocheting now as well, because we're both grandmas. Um, so there's Doctor Who. I do love the Doctor. Um, Star Trek is for sure. Um, I'm a total girl, and Voyager is my favorite. Because Janeway. It's pretty unique. Outside, um, outside of being a she yeah. was pretty unique. She was. Yeah. Um, she led a lot with her heart, and I don't think that that was because she was female. I think that was because that's who she was. Who she was. No, and and that's it was portrayed that way. So yeah. Well, because because but there were also she did it as very often and yeah. Picard, for instance, why not go on a tangent? Um, Picard showed his heart on occasion, but he was still very. But it wasn't who too. he was. Not necessarily who he was. He was a guarded person. Like he was, he was the the scientist, the explorer, without question. Uh, Cisco showed his his emotion more than he did a lot. He was playful. That's my second favorite one, DS Nine. A lot of people don't like DS Nine in compared to a lot of them. I, I don't really know why. Enjoyed it's it. so good. You know There's what some I think weird it is? moments though, but I mean, it's. Still... I think the issue with DS Nine is that it's all in the base. But no, all I the other ones are so. all on the ship. But I don't <laughs> for the think most part, I think I. Th- I have a feeling it's more that even though it's not, it kind of feels like they're focusing on a lot of it on, on quote unquote religion mm. from from that the the Bajorans have. Yeah. But, but that was the I like how they took it though, that's why. Anyway. I found that really interesting. So did I. The the Bajoran versus the versus versus, versus, versus. the Kardashian. Yeah, no. Well, that was a very I thought that was a relatable very... thing. Yeah, because of the, it, 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 and that was the goal I think for Roddenberry. Yeah, with these issues, saying people can be, you know, initially, you know, we can all work together, yep. and we'll deal with other stuff, but then still bring those issues in by yep. using alien races and conflict from there. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of the new Star Trek Discovery. Discovery, I'm not I haven't a fan. finished it yet, and. I accidentally spoiled the twist of the one of the last episodes, oh. which I actually would have liked. But my issue with this one is that you can't come in anywhere because <clears throat> if Voyager's on TV, True. you can jump in on any episode and be yeah. like, "Oh yes!" Like, it, because it's it's uh, most of the Star Treks 
are procedural in nature, whereas yeah. like they have a, a pretty much overarching storyline, but there's always a base story for that episode. Yeah. The, I agree, that doesn't appear there. Maybe that's why, and this is what I told, told Rob, I, it doesn't feel like Star Trek. doesn't. And that's it's what I good, don't like about it. But it doesn't feel like Star Trek. No. Um, it's I great. That's the why actors I are fantastic. It. Oh yeah, I, I love the cast. But I sat but through I th- one episode and I was like, "This isn't Star Trek." But that, I think that's why I haven't, I haven't been able to give it everything. And then he watched a couple more, and I, you know, either in the room or I, you know, popped in and out, and I was like, "But what's happening?" And he was like, "Well, last time, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay, I'm down for a two-parter on Voyager or DS9, but I'm yeah. not down for like the whole season. I have to sit down and watch the whole season to just get what's happening in one episode. Not that's for, not for me. Not, not for Star Trek." And I think like that that's some... also part of <laughs> the way my brain works. My anxiety is like, I can't. It, for something like that, that is a procedural like that, like you said, I, I need to be able to compartmentalize the bits and pieces of it. Yeah. And, but you come in with an expectation. Yes. Right? If, yeah. if, if you had, you know, CSI, whatever, say, and and the whole thing was just a story about one person, mm. one thing, and not and you're not like consistently not getting closure until the end. That would be weird. Yep. But if you do make a crime drama where the expectation is to be, we're gonna take maybe eight episodes. Which there's one and in, do this, it. in the UK. There's a couple that like did that. that. There was one. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on AMC or something like that, where they were in. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it. It didn't grab me. There's one in the UK with David Tennant. Roger? Yes. Right. And I haven't watched it yet. I know a little bit of it. Um, so yeah, so I like Star Trek. And I like... I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I like Star Trek better. I've said this because of the experience of watching Pulse. Mm. Over a period of time, it's it takes the time like and if, if it grabs you, you get you can. It's easier for you to relate and become enveloped by the characters and the story. Mm. So that and see, that's in. why I'm enjoying. And it's a different concept because Star Trek is 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 sci-fi in the sense of science, where mm-hmm. Star Wars sci-fi almost in the sense of fantasy. Fantasy, yeah, and. They're both for what they are, and I definitely enjoyed the Star Wars, um, all of them. I mm-hmm. uh, but I'm finding that I'm enjoying the like the offshoot stories more, like um, about more, but it's definitely Rogue One. Take. Yeah, Rogue One was great from start to finish. I was engaged and I was paying attention and I knew what was happening. Whereas I feel like in the Star Wars just general franchise. <laughs> I get a little lost here and there and I kind of jump in where it's in, you know, intriguing and then I kind of fall away when I'm bored. Um, cuz I do get bored of Star Wars. But... But that's that's how it is. Um Gilmore Girls, I'm a huge 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 fan of Gilmore Girls. Um I drink so much coffee. Uh, oh, coffee, coffee, coffee. That's cool. That's a good coffee. Um, I relate that mainly because there's no pineapple. Well, it's like 
came out of my I listen to it because I can't. Yeah. Can't. Uh, I like I, listening to books. I think it's. Oh, I, I do too. Especially when you're doing mindless stuff. I tried. Yeah. I was listening to it and then I went to work and I was trying to do work. I'm like, I can't do work. <laughs> listen to this great story. <laughs> so I stopped. Anyway, uh, but I, yeah, I got through it and then I bought it. Yeah. It, like an actual physical copy. Mm. I'm a big fan so, of physical copy books. I don't sure. read. I don't read on an iPad or my phone or anything like that. You can. I don't mind listening to books from my phone, um, but I would rather hold a book. If I'm going to read, I'm going to hold a book. Yeah. Um, in books, I really like The Hunger Games. And series two, I enjoyed those movies. Got a bit much at I think yeah, all series like that do. Um, I'm also a huge fangirl for RuPaul. I love the drag race. Makes sure. me very happy. Um, speaking of which, tonight is a big night. They're they're crowning the queen of the season tonight, so I have to get home and go to bed. Not go to bed. Go home and get ready and watch it in my PJs because that's what we do. When is that? It starts at nine thirty. I know that I'm already late, but I'm going to. Full we'll people. Exactly. I'm going to start it late and then fast forward all the damn commercials. I just cursed. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, damn. Okay, good. Um, and. Damn. Other than that, I like the Marvel Universe. I'm it's one of those people like that about... buy in. I, I told, I'm there but for the, that. That's the thing. You did, the I am there for the you... useless, pointless explosions and the random stupid storylines. <laughs> well, the, the, the beautiful thing about the cinematic universe is that you have the action that grabs people, mm-hmm. but then you have the stories that are solid, and then you the link characters. them all to character. Oh, well, yeah, there's the that. Characters the characters are, are done so uniquely. Awesome. But then they chain it all together somehow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous how they managed to do that. Yep. And, and that's, like, that's we, what I love about we it. We just rewatched Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. And as we were watching it, you pick up on little things. Yeah. Now, knowing what we know from Infinity War and, you know, from and back, yeah. there and back again. Um, and you're like, did they have this planned all along? Like, was this just an idea in the back of their heads? Or was this, like, mapped out until 2035? They've got a lot of it mapped out, I believe. But from all the way from Iron Man? Like, I, think, I, I believe they I probably they did. Good, I think they had a good idea wow. where things were going to go. Yeah. Like, the basic concepts. And then let them develop it over that time. Um, I just think it's amazing how they started with, you know, these basic, not basic, but basic characters from the universe. And, and they and were like, we're going to develop Iron Man. And we're going to see where that goes. And that's such a and then they developed hugely powerful. Like, and then where's this going to go? Well, and that's the beauty of it is they went and they took them and they took characters that weren't huge Outside of really, really, really geeky comic book people. Mm-hmm. And they made them bigger the ones that were. Because, you know, a lot of people knew. Because mm-hmm. they had that television series. That was, that was so my favorite many... cartoon when I was a kid. X-Men was amazing. We would run home from school 90s, to watch X-Men. 90s X-Men uh, yeah. and the 90s Spider-Man. Yes. There was a whole bunch of Spider-Man ones, which is why the Spider-Man movies that weren't part of the universe did so well. Mm. But then you take take Iron Man, who was known, I think decently known, but 
not really well compared to uh, X Men and Spider Man, and they just just somehow made it. Yeah, and then they went from there and went and did that with all of them, even with lesser known ones. Thor wasn't very well known, right? Hulk was pretty well known because there's already a TV series, and they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, they chained it in, and then Captain America, same thing. Uh, and then they just were like, put them all together. Yeah. And we'll throw in these even lesser known people, and they'll all have to work together to deal with stuff. And it worked so well. And then they added in Paul Rudd, the universe well, was that, complete. And that was the, <laughs> the, the, probably so far, that's the lesser known. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Possibly only equivalent slash missed by much by uh, as Black Panther between mm. Ant Man and Black Panther. I think those were the ones that people did not. No, yet they were great. Um, and then the Grand. I know. I didn't realize Ant Man the Wasp. Also, I didn't realize that that was Evangeline Lilly in the first movie. We watched the whole mm-hmm. movie in theaters, and I was like, who's who is that girl? And then I looked it up afterwards and I was like, didn't even place her with that. She did such a good job blending into that role. I don't even know where that was. Uh, she was on Lost. Yeah, he didn't watch that. It, Which was also very sci-fi. It was very oh, it was. I know. But weird. That's, that's the beautiful but thing about... I enjoyed about, it. Um, things that J.J. Abrams puts his name to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like... He has a or, license to print money. Let me tell you. Oh, that well, boy. yes. There's that. But I mean, sometimes, like... He will put out something, and I'm like, yeah. Or he'll put out something, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Right? Alias was the yeah. Mm. Lost was the yeah. for me. And it was the opposite for me. Right? Alias was okay. I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. I watched a few here and there, but I didn't watch the whole season or the whole series. But Lost, I really did. But, and, but this thing, Twisting so, and Turny. Like well, yeah, but weird. Yeah. Just, I've watched the first episode. But aside from those, you know, general, everybody thinks they're geeky. I'm also a real geek for procedural stuff like Bones. This Still is probably my fourth or fifth watch of Bones. We watched most of Bones, bro. I think I've come to the end. I thought I didn't finish it, but I think I have. And I'm still sad because even though I got more porn, it didn't end off in a good place. Yeah, I agree. Which is sad. And I'm also a huge now- fangirl of. Grey's Anatomy, which is basically the same show, just with a different set of yeah. characters. Well, and the thing about... And then something crazy happens, then they all make it out okay. Yeah, and that's standard <laughs> for procedurals, but some, you have to have the clue to grab certain people, mm-hmm. and it doesn't grab everybody. Because um, that is just a medical show, mm. which doesn't do anything for me, unless you put Hugh Laurie in it, and then I'm all about it. Oh, House. Oh, we've watched House, like, probably five times. But that's but that's the kicker. And We are big repeaters. We watch a lot of oh, things as, over oh, and over and over as again. as do I, especially if it's on Netflix. Because mm-hmm. I've been watching decent TV shows while mm-hmm. I'm playing World of Warcraft on my iPad. Yep. That made it sound like I play World of Warcraft on my iPad. No, the other way around. Well, you watch cool. things on the iPad. I watch it on the iPad. I watch a lot of things on the iPad. I do pretty much everything in my life with the iPad in the room. Netflix. Either Netflix or when you have adult things to do, you can't Netflix and chill. You have to Netflix and get stuff done. (laughs) That's not working. I agree. Uh, 
All right, so let's go back and think about it. Kind of went into this a little bit, but what is the earliest saint that you can think of that you associate with? I understand that obviously you pushed back on that because relating mm -hmm. people. Um, the earliest thing that I can think of is X Men. I like we literally ran home from school most days to watch Spider Man and X Men, and Gambit was my favorite. And I'm kind of frustrated that there has never been film adaptation of Gambit, even though there was supposed to be. Well, at least he was in it. He was, but it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't least. what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, he did an all right job. He did. But no, I agree. But he wasn't represented as he was in the '90s cartoon show. Not sure if you know this or not. Actor, Maybe I'll blow it. Or mind. amazing character. There is. I don't know if there's nothing set, but there is a. There was talks. It was supposed to come out like a, a oh, year yeah, or yeah, two years ago. But and you know who they? Have yes, cast. I know who they have cast. Does it bother or they you as did. much as me? Um, if we're talking about Channing Tatum, yeah, playing my favorite character, no. <laughs> oh, see, but okay, but do you really picture a Channing Tatum as a Gambit when you look I mean, at the, the original show? I mean, Gambit? no, but is he gonna look gorgeous doing it? Yeah, that's not okay. You gotta get your geek back on here. <laughs> Turn a... off the girly side. <laughs> and, and, and you know, that being said. Because I'm pretty open-minded about this kind of stuff. Because a lot of people are, and as myself included, um, not so much looks, so much as demeanor, which what I was familiar with, yeah. didn't think Heath Ledger would be any good as a Joker. He was amazing, without question. Right? There's no even a I point think... to have any further conversation on this. Oh, and we—that's something else that we did. We went and saw my sister and I with either a family member or a friend or just the two of us. We went and saw all of. The Batman movie. Yeah, because I personally just enjoyed around. Batman and Robin. That was a good one. But, but Heath Ledger as Joker is of all of the Batman movies, that is my favorite movie of all the Batman. I know Batman and Robin is very controversial because it's not good. It was fine. Well, it wasn't, and and, and I was I'm... like. <laughs> I, yo, I understand that. I get that. But and so to me, it's like. Have you rewatched it? Not in a long time. <laughs> a very long time. That's why. It's that's why. Movie. But anyway, like, that's built up in my mind. It's like this great movie that I went to see, no, and I, I really enjoyed I it, and I enjoyed Batman. So I understand. Um, and that's why I am. But Batman. yeah, I am prominent in stating and pushing back on what people call bad movies. Mm. Famous for it. because I've seen. The House of the Dead, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. But that it just wasn't. It was just bad. It was based mm. off the video game, and it was just bad. Mainly because Yule Bowl directed it, and he's got a very bad track record. Mm. He makes mediocre effects. Mm. And after seeing that, mediocre movies to most people, horrible movies to most people are great. <laughs> But I just, there's something about seeing Michael Keaton do two movies with the, pretty much the same type of feel to them. And then Val Kilmer doing his with mm -hmm. uh, his different atmosphere, which is why I don't have a problem with that. Because mm -hmm. it was just a different take, right? It wasn't <laughs> more of a gothy one. It was more of a 
crazy upbeat future thing. And George was, Clooney ruined everything but, for no, you. Actually, it wasn't so much George Clooney. It was Chris you know, O'Donnell. It, it wasn't Chris O'Donnell. It was the whole movie. Oh. Right? I think Clooney could have probably been fine, especially as Bruce Wayne. Um, the movie focused too much on Mr. Freeze. Mm. And if it was just like, Mr. Freeze was the movie? Mm. Sure. It might have been fine. I wouldn't have looked so bad on it. But that's my problem. Like, that's how it didn't feel like a Batman movie because Batman kind of felt like he was in it only half the time. Yeah. That's Too probably. focused on the villain. Yeah. So that, yeah, no, but no, those are good. Those are good. Um, there was a period of time between like the, the 60s Batman and Batman and Robin that I just knew the whole thing off by heart. Mm-hmm. Have you actually seen the 60s Batman? I don't think I have. Probably worth seeing for the big list. Just for the camp value. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can never remember the quote, but there's a moment early on where that tells Robin to get anti-shark bat spray. Like that? <laughs> and then you can just imagine the circumstances were. And the fact that he had it. Ready to fail. Yeah. As always. Was Adam West? Was that era had to an anti everything Batman? Although I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. Oh, good times. We already discussed the what I usually bring up in here about being a geek growing up, but you kind of went into. I was a closet really, geek. Let's, yeah, you, let's that, just put that's it a that way, way to put it. So, how do you think? Let's let's turn that around. Then, what do you think would have been different? How do you think you would have been a person different if you would have actually been like, "I'm going to embrace the things I like. And I don't give a crap about what all of these people are doing. If they want to like me for me, right? I probably would have been a whole lot more open with people, and a whole lot less face value which is what i am now sure. not face value i mean i'm very old people <laughs> no, I understand. um but i probably wouldn't have felt quite as not necessarily alone but probably I, initially yeah but afterwards probably because i feel like <laughs> I feel like everybody in, you know, when they're a kid or when they're in junior high or high school or coming up in the world, everybody has that moment where they're like, oh my God, I'm so alone. Whether it's in being openly geeky or whether it's in hiding that you're something that you don't want to share with the world. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I wouldn't have felt quite so closed off in what I liked. And I think I probably would have found my tribe, as they say earlier. Completely disliked person. No, I probably still would have completely disliked the brother at first. Right. He was really annoying. That was, that was the right answer. Um, <laughs> if there are right answers. Oh, what else? Kind of thing. Been an hour and four minutes. Well then. 
Mm. Do you want your question? Yeah. Sure. Do you have any idea when it's There's one person that would have a general idea. Go ahead. You just want me to tell them. Just go. <laughs> I'm impatient. Uh, there you go. Okay. Um, which of these three things would you choose? Out of these three. Am I worried? Anyway. I, I, yeah, I do know what you're going to ask me now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you, you got I just idea. Now you've got an idea of what's going on. Okay, okay go ahead. Would you prefer to be a companion to any doctor of your choosing? Be the doctor with a companion of your choosing. I'm actually so proud of you. Have any superpower, but you can only use it for everyday chores. This is cruel. <laughs> Why, like, calling this the thought experiment? Well, since I have children who are geeky, and um, Max likes to ask me on a regular basis what superpower I would have, I already know that I would have the power of teleportation, because getting places would be nice, especially mm-hmm. if you could do it without even, you know, batting an eyelash. Um, but I think I'd rather be one of the doctor's companions. I would be Amy. I would be Amy Pond. You don't have to be Amy Pond. Yes, I do. <laughs> but that's not the question. But that's fine. But I mean, yeah. the question is, who? The, that one would be, if you can be a companion, not necessarily a specific companion, to a doctor. Yeah. Would you and which doctor? Most people will say Tennant, but I don't know. You're wrong. Good. All right. Or, or Eccleston. Because he was my first doctor. Yeah. And you always remember you. Um, um, yeah. Chris Eccleston or Matt Smith. I really enjoyed Matt Smith's doctor because he was this, the most childlike and the most able to car- compartmentalize. I love that word. Compartmentalize. It's my word. Um, my word, you can't have it. It's my word. Um, yeah, he was able to compartmentalize all of the lies that he had before and just live his current life, his current regeneration. Oh, yeah, probably Matt Smith and Amy Pond. Because who doesn't want to be a loud, brash redhead married to a Roman soldier? Yeah, I believe you probably wouldn't want that. No. This is the thing, the fun thing about Doctor Who is uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I know the name. I've heard the name. Uh, Redhead helps not a lot at all. Nope. But I only know these people outside of the fact that they exist and stuff from other things. Funny enough, uh, Eccleston, I know from the first G.I. Joe movie. Mm hmm. Yep. And he played. played the leader of the Dark Elves in the second Thor movie. 
I did not realize that was him. Aha! Fun! But yes, it is. Because Robin has told me before that it was him, and I was yep. like, no, it's, it's not. Him. And I no, had to look it's definitely it up. him. But it is him. It is him. Um, he does that. He, he, he likes to get dressed up and make up stuff. Um, really bugs me. And he's another one, too. the character. He's another one, too, that can really, like, just be completely enveloped by a character. Be him anymore. No, he's good. Like, if you see his face, like, I actually see his face. Yeah, but when you put something on him, say. Um, I mainly associate David Tennant with Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Which he was fantastic in. Crazy fantastic. And the first whole thing I've seen him in was Frightened. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was a remake that. of uh, the... I don't want to before thrillers, but... it, it, was, it was pretty good. That's not what I Sure. Um, uh, Matt Smith, I know I've seen him, and that was yes. He was bald. Else. He was little nothing. <laughs> he was realistically, so I don't have a good feel for him, which is too bad. Um, yeah, the thing about Doctor Who is I don't know what the thing is. I just can't. It feels too camp almost. For me, I love the camp. And maybe and yeah. Uh granted um Moffat. Mm-hmm. All those things he's done. Like, like I've said this before. Yep. But uh oh, oh take me some Sherlock. Any day of the week. And I'd watch the last season of that. I haven't watched that no, yet either. Of course it could. So of course it could. um Benedict what's his face. I, I bet he loves that. No, 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 I wasn't trying to say his last name. I was trying to say the guy. Um, I can't. Um, he's got a simple name. <laughs> his last name is Martin. Um, Isn't his first name Martin? Yes, it is. There. Um, the other thing that Moffat put out that not many people are aware of, I don't know if I talked on this episode, is um, Jekyll. I adore Jekyll. I've never seen that. It's so good. So BBC? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look so, it up. I think my sister's watched it though. So good. And it, no, I'm a, I definitely discussed this before, but I mean, it was literally, it was me watching a podcast, totally rad show, call out for a really good show back in the day. And there was like one episode that were at the end, they're like, readers are saying to go watch the show called Jekyll. Mm. Literally, the next episode is like, and the show were like, we've seen Jekyll. Oh my god! <laughs> um, well, then it must be okay. It's <laughs> really good. I, I, not if you're going to go see it, there's something, the guy who plays main character. So, I don't know him from any stuff. Shown up. Apparently he was one of the dwarves at Hobbit. Because they're so recognizable. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's so... Good. Yeah, I, I, it seems to be the case that most British comedies and sci-fi I don't. Mm. But if you add some, add some serious stuff. But mm. British, did you did you some good? I don't know. We're talking about this is movie season, so there's so much to see. I haven't seen Jurassic World yet. That's probably 
get to do a movie. Promised. Mm. But it's incredible to see that. Superheroes, yeah. The fact that it's Pixar. Mm. And it's one of their hits, plus their anyway. Yeah. And I have, of course, aforementioned Wasp. more, you know, because there's not enough possible movies. I stopped watching them. I really enjoyed the first one. First not a huge amazing. Tom Cruise fan, but I Tom Cruise. I still quote the first one. Hasta lasagna, don't get any Anya. Every time we have lasagna for supper, that goes around the house like gangbusters. And the kids say that stuff it. to me every day, like... We could be walking down the street and Max will look at me and go, Asta lasagna, don't get any on you. Um, and he doesn't know that he's making a reference by Emilio Estevez nope. talking about an explosive bubble gum. On a fish tank. Well, granted, <laughs> Technically that, happens. It's, that happens later. That happens when he uses the explosive bubble gum. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes. Well, two is a different thing completely. Different, yeah. But that's because it's John. Mm. John Wu does John I Wu. think what I liked about the first one was that it was basically just, just a throwback to the oh, without original. Oh, uh, And I just realized I kind of linked the last episode because Doug Scott. Mm. Yeah. That, that, was, that was Sarah's questions. All about Doug Scott. There's a story there. Anyway. Um, three, however, takes a different take because it's JJ. Mm. And it just... Is that the first one with Ving Rhames? No. No. Second one is the first one. No. First one is the first one with Ving Rhames. Really? Has he been in all of them? Uh, he wasn't in the first one. He wasn't the first one. I'm going to check IMDb. I don't no, believe you. No, no. Like, he was in the first one. I don't believe you. No. He was in the first one because he was one of the two people that was brought in. And he was the one handling the computers when he went into the CIA and did the iconic hanging from the ceiling thing. Don't test my knowledge of pop culture, Emily. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. He was. He was, in, he was probably in all of them. Yeah. If he wasn't in one of them, it was only one. But I think he was in all of them, if only for a little bit. Most people, most people, this game, a random little reference like that. <laughs> I, I, and I'm not even trying to toot my own horn. It's just literally, it's just how it goes. You just have all the knowledge. I, I have, I know a little bit of everything. Or most everything. Definitely not everything. Don't ask me about quantum physics. But, yeah, that's a little over my head, too. Don't worry. Just, I haven't taken time. I'm still, <laughs> and and I, it just, I, I still don't understand the blockchain fully. And you're just like, what? Pretty much short version it's the concept on how bitcoin actually exists cool yeah. so fun all right um that weird amazing how this this works out all right so uh that's the end we've gone through everything we've had fun conversations and got to, got to talk about stuff along the series always like this mm-hmm uh so once again uh people i'm on the internet and you can send me things uh melancholy underscore geek on twitter melancholygeek.com to go straight to my facebook page because i don't have the funds to make a real page 
uh, deal with it or help me, whatever. Uh, feel free to email me at mail at melancholygeek.com because, you know, that's a thing that no one does. But sure, do it. I would love to hear from you. And yeah, other than that, um, if you're actually listening, rate me on all of the things. You know, wherever you Google we'll put out a podcast app. Just need to say. I'm they there. just need to have their hands everywhere. They, yeah, but then make five meshes. And go no. But yeah, that's all thing. Um, fun little tease. I'm planning on doing a live episode in the near future, possibly next month, where people locally can come down and talk. I'll give more details on the interwebs when I have them. Sometimes. Anyway. Uh, see everybody again later, and thank you again, Molly. You're welcome. It was fun. Bye, people.